They put that on something. The click. Woo! That's that Bay Area joint right there. Never trusted them. Dead on arrival. Now the town is funkin'. It's called survival. All right, that's all. That's all. What's going on, y'all? It is your man, Cashmere, California. Welcome back to Pod is Good and All the Time. If you don't know, you're about to learn. If you know, you probably said it with me. This is episode 10. Glad to have y'all back. Glad that you are here. Come on, come on, come on in the room. Jump on the train. The train is taking off shortly. We got a long journey to make. And I don't want anybody left behind. Because what you will uh, learn in this here episode today will undoubtedly make you a better human being. I guarantee it. I already know. I already know that there will be jewels and gems and diamonds and encrusted rubies handed out in this specific episode, episode 10, that you will walk away a better you. If I'm lying, tell me in the comments at the end, but I, I, I got a feeling all you're going to be able to say is, you was right, Cash. You was right, Cash. And with that being said, I want to bring my guest into the building. You've seen him here or heard him here on the Pod is Good podcast a couple of times already. He is definitely one of those voices that you should be accustomed to if you have been following the show. And if you haven't, get accustomed because he will be back. This is my guy, one of my closest friends on this entire planet that we call Earth. I was calling him Kung Fu Sheldon before, but I have been corrected because the true way of the Sheldon is the way of the Shaolin. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the studio, my man, Shaolin Sheldon. What's up? What's going on, my guy? What's going down? It's good to see you again, man. Yes, as always. Sir. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, good having so, you here. Yeah, Kung Fu Sheldon is is okay too. Like, there's lots of AKAs. There's it's yeah. it's it's ridiculous. You know, it's yep. Yep. Uh, Shaolin Sheldon. Some of my friends call me Master Sheldon. Is what my students call me. Uh, uh, the low budget assassin is what some ah. <laughs> me, right. Can't get Midas is what people. Is there's a lot of uh, you know what I mean. A lot, a lot of like shit, like low. I ain't gonna lie. Low budget assassin. It feels like you couldn't afford nunchucks, so you went and got Chico sticks. With a shoestring, but you still putting in that work. That's the low budget assassin. That's you still putting in that work. Putting in Watch that out. work. Uh, you know, hide your Chico sticks. Hide them Chico sticks. Hide your Chico sticks. <laughs> it's a problem. It's a problem. What's been going on with you, King? I uh, literally just came from teaching class. Um, so I just got done with that. And that was real cool. You know, getting it in, it's always, it's one of my, my favorite thing to do is actually yeah. to teach and to share this work that I do. So um, everything else, oh, well, there's a couple of things that are like big to me. And the two things that are like the biggest to me are music and Kung Fu. Uh, those two things. Uh, those are, so, uh, those are lifetime art forms. Yes. It's interesting. Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. That's it's not something that you just dibble and dabble in, but no, like like can. me, like I took um, 
Uh, I took. What did I take? Tai Chi. I think I took no Tai Jitsu. Tai Jitsu. That's what it was. Yeah, that's I know. What I, I, know I told you. I took yeah. Tai Jitsu um, for a couple of weeks, and I was pretty good. And then I stopped because I didn't. You know, I think the problem was I didn't approach it like I am about to learn this martial art and find out how far in it I can go. It was like the girl I was with, I think she got like a, some coupon or something was like, Hey, I got us this. Let's go. So it just kind of was almost like a, it it, it was like going to build a bear. It was like, okay, I'm just kind of going to, to go hang out with the girl. And then, uh, you know, amongst, I mean, amidst that, I was like, wow, this is really cool. But you know, the focus was always the other thing. So right. like I feel like I need to I need to make a trip out to Oakland because that's that's where that's where the dojo is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we're at in Oakland, like in the middle of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. We're on 23rd and International. That's all the people that know the town, they know where I'm at. Uh, yeah, um, they know. So <laughs> they so, know. Yeah, they know. Um, and so it's definitely town business out here. And, uh, you know, um, I always thought you'd be really good at martial arts, Mm. um, because you have such command over your body, you know, from dance, Mm. the stuff that you, I've seen you do. I'm like, this dude would be ridiculous. So when you told me that you were taking that, that class, I was really hoping you continue because I just can't imagine like what ridiculousness that would happen then it would just be me and you trading trading secrets oh yeah you know what i mean that's that's exciting so, you just made that yeah. a little more exciting for me yeah 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 <laughs> um actually i come down to southern california a lot to to train with my kung fu brothers out there um yeah. we actually have a show we have a oh. show with over 60 episodes called king kong palm king kong what? palm like palm. palm of your hand, like smack. I almost thought you said King Kong porn. Nah. And I'm like, nah. okay, we're not going to talk about Anyway, um, King Kong <laughs> palm. Sifu Ron is going to get a kick out of that because he's he. we call him Bad Monk. So he's always making little oh, yeah. side references. Yeah. He would be the one that would he be would all be the one. that joke. Yeah. Yeah. So King yeah, these Kong are my brothers, Sifu Gus Gates and uh, Master Ron Sia. They're like my senior Kung Fu brothers. And these dudes are like really know what they're talking about when it comes to combatives, like fighting with Kung Fu. A lot of people practice Kung Fu from the standpoint of like forms and these kind of martial dances to a certain degree and maybe some techniques or maybe application. But fighting with it is like a completely different thing. And you can't really learn how to utilize martial arts for fighting if you don't fight this is true right this is true. so they come from they're both like uh like six degree plus black belts in a in a uh kung fu system called uh sansu a kung wow. fu sansu wow. if you look up kung fu sansu you're gonna see some hardcore stuff right like it's hardcore <laughs> right um the cool thing about these guys though is that They've studied other uh, forms of Kung Fu as well. Gus Gates has taken me to Shaolin, took me to the Shaolin Temple to train. Hmm. Um, he's trained at the Wudong Temples. Sifu Ram went around the world. They also 
learn martial arts as kids before they got into Kung Fu Sansu. So they have this kind of broad perspective and understand the value of like the internal martial arts as well as the external martial arts. So that's one of the things that I really love about them. And the other thing that's cool about them is that you learn how to do combat safely. Because mm-hmm. some people know how to teach you to do combat, but you're going to get broke off in the process. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? I mean, I've gone to some of these cats, got broke off too. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know what I mean? And you're like, dang, you know, I got to go to acupuncturist for a couple of weeks to fix yeah. that. You know? Right. I learned that skill, but, you know, and, and it can happen just because you're yeah. practicing combat is, right? Like, you kind of, like, sometimes you just can't get away from the fact that you know, right. you got to learn some of this stuff through pain. Like, that's the only way you right. learn it. Like, Dragonfly so, Jones taught us that, like, like yes, early. You know, early. back in the... Back in he the, was taking them. Yo. You know. You, as soon as you said broke it up, I just saw him. I saw him. I saw him <laughs> living away. Trying <laughs> to get away Trying to get away from Kendrick. Exactly. <laughs> I was watching that the other day, and I was just like, this is hilarious i always wondered if martin had taken just a little bit like of martial arts just a little bit him and eddie griffin they got a little bit yeah no no eddie griffin did eddie griffin took i i I forgot which martial art but he definitely was into martial arts and studied like really heavy martin i don't know about martial arts but i know he was into boxing if you Mm. ever watch him playing around boxing he was really good. Like you can see his footwork is right. He dances around. He throws his shoulder right. Like his technique is sweet. Catch it. Like watch Martin. And like, even if, if like Gina swings a pillow at him, you'll see mm-hmm. the way that he hits it. Mm-hmm. He hits it like a boxer. He, he's not just playing around, flailing around. Yeah. That's, I yeah. always noticed he had this certain level of physicality, like a connection with his body. Yeah. I know that about Martin. I know that about Eddie. And so like, you know, sometimes you can tell. Actually, you know what's crazy is you know who else got it like that too? Who do not Michael. say Beyonce? No, Michael okay. Jackson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Michael Jackson, oh, yeah. there's a clip, there's a clip floating around on the internet uh-huh. where uh Muhammad Ali is like, Come on, man. And Michael Jackson is spinning around. Oh, yeah, like, I saw that. Right? And I was yeah, like, he's funny, like hitting. Like, I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know, dude, you gotta check this out. I don't know, like you'll have to put this in the comments somewhere. There uh-huh. is a clip going around the internet of this dude who's fighting in the Michael Jackson style. Yes, I saw him. And he Hilarious. hold on, is it the same one he's like playing tennis and then doing Michael? And then is it that one? I didn't see him playing tennis, but like like a bag is coming at him and he's doing the lean like in a smooth criminal <laughs> and he's doing all this hitting the bag doing like oh, yeah I, I think it's the same dude oh it's hilarious. hilarious hilarious i wish i knew his name so we could shout him out because that's good content like yeah he i've seen a couple of flicks i think one he was playing tennis other he was doing something else but he's doing like random the one i saw he was like doing random training but in the form of Michael with the hat, yeah. of course, the yeah. quintessential Michael look. You know what I mean? It's right. gotta be, right. it's gotta be a uh, uh, B- Billie Jean, right? You know what I mean? Like that's right. just a smooth criminal look. And um, yeah, I did see that. I did yeah. see that. It's hilarious. But there's a connection with martial arts in the dance, right? Absolutely. Like, do you know Bruce Lee was a cha-cha champion? I did not know that. You didn't know that? 
I did not. I heard about him dancing, but I've never heard that he was a cha-cha champion. He was a that's, cha-cha champion in China before fire. he came to the United States. So that's once again, I, I think like having rhythm and yeah. having command of your body can really help with the martial arts. Now, of course, you can learn martial arts and have no rhythm. True. But the more rhythm that you have, the better that you're going to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, and you know how to time things. You also right. know how to give off timing. I love people that like, there's a couple of boxers that do like a, almost like a drunken style, you know, mm. and, they, and they, they're hard to catch. They yeah. know how to slip. They know how to, they know how to get in. They know how to give you a rhythm and then break the rhythm and mess you up. Yeah. Throw you off. Yeah. Because off. Yeah. it's, and it's interesting because a lot of fight training it it's almost like both people are already obedient to the rhythm. Right. They're obedient to, because they train similar. You right. know what I mean? Even in the sweet science of boxing, it's like everybody knows there's a one, two, you're not really throwing a two, one. Mm-hmm. That that's an odd, you see what I'm saying? So it's like, right. because of that, because you're, 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 you're in there with, with sparring partners, you're hitting mitts, you're, you're doing some of the same things, speed bag, you kind of start to gain the same rhythm. I know, I notice, I see, I see that a lot um, with either boxing or even in um, in mixed martial arts, where it's like, if the other person didn't agree in his head to this rhythm, to this reset after there's a strike, reset after there's a, a strike, and then one counter, we both come back. It's like if one person doesn't agree to it. This is a way more chaotic fight, and you don't know what's gonna happen at any moment. Right. But when it's like we both agree to it, then you kind of know you you see the bounce, 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 strike, 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 bounce, right. bounce, bounce, strike, block, counter, bounce, but like it, it starts to just fall in the same grouping over mm-hmm. and over and over and over the whole fight. Well, and that's also what we call styles, right? Like yeah. this is a style of fighting. Because these are the rules that are established, and we decided, even subconsciously, that we're going to follow this pattern. Right. And right. and real fighting is chaotic, and that's the reason what's the difference between like combat sports, like MMA, and then combatives, which is like street fighting, right? Where yeah. there's no rules, where you know, whatever happens is going to happen. Yeah. Type of thing, and so they're they're different. Um, they're wildly different things. And I'm not like I like combat sports. I like watching it like it's fun for me, Um, but I'm not a combat sports guy. Like I'm not I don't get I don't really care about competition or competing or being in a tournament like in any stretch of it. Like I don't care if it's a kung fu tournament doing forms like I don't really care about that. Like it's a waste of time for me. Like I really want to learn how to handle myself like in the real world. I want to train with uh weapons and firearms and you know yeah, like you want to save you want to save your life yeah. or somebody you love yeah, like, yeah. i want to practice with tasers i want to practice with my hands i want to practice you know what i mean like i want to understand i also want to learn how to like stitch myself up and heal myself and mm. you know how do i stay how do i stay healthy how do i ward off disease that's right. for us the difference i think between what i do and like all the combat sports thing is like it, we, we call it in Chinese, the term is Chan Wu Yi, right? This is the big platform that I'm, I'm talking about all the time. It's something that I was doing for a long time, but I didn't know the term. Hmm. So Chan is the meditation. You might know that as Zen, right? Hmm. So everybody okay. heard the term Zen because the Japanese 
took Buddhism from China, which was started, you know, over at the Chan itself was started at the Shaolin Temple. And then it came to um, Japan and the samurais like they they were down with it because they were like, yo. Wait, you're saying that I can still keep my martial self and also practice this kind of mindful concept. Mm, and so yeah. it had that in it. But now, like Zen, it, a lot of times you're not thinking Zen and martial arts. But Zen and martial arts are like this. Which you makes know? sense. Which yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. so 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 the chan is the meditation or the mindfulness piece. Then the Wu, like the Wu Tang clan, not different Wu, but <laughs> um, the Wu is the martial art, right? So in Chinese, they call uh they call martial arts wu shu. Right? Heard of wu shu, yeah. Yeah, but so so there's a difference between what they call wu shu now. That's modern wu shu, which is this this martial dance, which is basically martial gymnastics, but wu shu literally means the war art. Right? That's what it means. The war wushu, art. The war art. The war art. Yeah, the that, art that, of war. That's like that sounds like a beautiful death. Right. War art. Yes, the war he, art. He is survived by his wife and three kids. We were sad to see him go due to the war art. Like <laughs> you'd be like, was he fighting or was this like a mishap in an art museum? What it, it was, was both the war art. The war art got him. Right. They were fighting with pins and swords. <laughs> right. The ink okay. was blood. Okay. So, um, so who is the is the war art? The is, war art. Right. And then or martial art. Martial means war. Yeah. Um, so uh in Yi or E is um it's like a doctor in Chinese, it's called Ishang. So E is like the healing or the medicine part, right? Hmm. So if you think about it like this, let's just take any army in the world. Yeah. No army would be without an intelligence um, branch, right? right? Absolutely. They gain intelligence. They have spies. They have reconnaissance. They have people looking out. What is their army doing? That's right. the intelligence part. So that's yeah. really the Chan, right? The meditation, the mind part, the thinking part, the strategy yeah. part. Um, the Wu is the fighters. That's the army, the infantry. The Yi is your medical group, right? You wouldn't go to no war if you couldn't seal your soldiers to get back on that battlefield and fight. Huh. Right? Uh -huh. So a complete art is going to have all of those. So the reason why I don't practice combat sports is because combat sports is missing two elements. It's missing the mindful meditation part and it's missing the healing part. And because when you, you say, it, when you, but when you say it's missing, do you mean it's missing like the person himself is not doing all that, or it as a it as a, a as a as a as a thing, right? Like you don't see like people that are practicing um, combat sports. I mean, it's not a like people don't meditate before their fight or after their fight. Like it's like. No, it's like, woo, I won, or damn, I lost. That's it. I mean, I will, in mixed martial arts, I'll say I have seen a lot more meditation. Now, if we're going to go straight boxing, oh, forget about it. Boxing is a whole nother animal. At least I haven't seen that presented to me that they are uh, meditators, right? No, no, don't get me wrong. Fighting itself can be a meditation. No, I right? mean, I mean, like, specific, like, like I've seen 
Anderson Silva in Brazil at the beach before a fight, like in, in the week before the fight leading up, just with the water, like meditating. And right. he's talking and about you how realize he... that Anderson Silva is like a different type of animal. Right, right. And that's what I was saying. Right. It's not yeah. not everybody, but no, 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 no. Are, there are those people, especially somebody... the ones that make it to the top. Have a yeah. certain level of yeah. That. So 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 somebody in combat sports can implement this. It's mm. not, you know what I'm saying. But yeah. combat sports as a whole, it's not like it's not like this. I get what you're saying. Do. It's not synonymous with the, the no. The got it, got it. Okay. But any of these people, Israel Adesanya probably got his own mental work that he does. Right. You know what I mean. But they probably includes dancing. But but yeah, probably because dude's <laughs> ridiculous, right? So yeah. um. So, like, but it's not a part of the art. Right, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, so that's the only difference. It's not like, right. it's not, I, I like combat sports. Yeah, yeah. No, and I get what you're saying, I'm more, uh, more in depth. You're not saying that you don't find healing or you don't find meditation, the Chan Wu Yi. You don't find, you can't find all three parts in combat arts. I mean, um, combat sports. sports. Mm-hmm. but it's not an integral part. You don't come in to it knowing that these are the essential pieces to perform this art. It's something more like a, your personal journey may take you down that road as a, as your, as your art grows. Right. But, with, and, but and, what you enjoy with combatives is that's a part of it. Yes. And also you're fighting for different reasons. One Absolutely. is to fight to live. The other one is to fight to win. Right. Right. And so for me, right. fighting to live is really the only reason to fight. But what but what if what if what if someone just happened to come down to Oakland and they happen to see Shaolin Sheldon? They've been hearing about him online and they see you and they're like, yo, I get it. I know you're not into the so I got it. However, I do have this local promotion and I would love to have. And the winner, $250,000 to the winner. Are you saying Are you saying there's no space to even do it for winning? Like, there's there's no space. Like, I, I get, I, w- I only want to do this to live. I get that. Yeah, there's no, you, there's, no there's, no, there's no there's no There's no amount of money that, like, makes that worth it to me. My teachers try to get me to do that, too. You know, like, there's this thing, this kung fu thing called lay tie, where you fight on this platform and you throw somebody off the platform, right, to win or whatever. Like, American I'm, gladiators, America, all that stuff. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in competition. I, you, you remember me in high school. Yeah. What what competitive sports did I do? None. None. No. Even when I did gymnastics, I didn't skateboarding kind of competitive. Maybe? No, because I wasn't competing against anybody. I was competing against myself. I was trying to be better than I was yesterday. Right. 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 I don't do music for competition. There's nothing that I do that's like, I mean, there's things that I have to like, I have to compete in, like in the world of, of like work to get a job. I have to be at this level. Mm. I have to interview well. Uh-huh. Right. But I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's not interesting to me. Like, it's, I don't get anything out of it. Hold on. Like, hold on. Seventh grade. Hold on. Okay. Hold on, y'all. Everybody listening, like chime in real quick because he's trying to overlook something, but I got him. Okay, he said he me. does not do this art to win. He said competing uh-huh. does not interest him. But in seventh grade, this man stood on stage and rapped 
at a competition and he won along with the other voice that you hear in this episode right now. They won as a collaborative effort and we did it only to win. No, we didn't. We did we it only to win. We did not. What okay, so I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring you back. What do we do? You for? wanted to shut down the house. Because if you remember when we were writing the rap, were mm -hmm. we thinking about homeboys that we were that were we thinking about them or were we thinking about what we were doing? We were definitely thinking about what we were doing. We Absolutely. were thinking about what we were doing. The fact that we we just came off the way we came off is the mm -hmm. reason why we shut down the house. We didn't care. We weren't trying to listen to what they were doing. We knew that all we needed to do was be our best self. I do get I do get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying. I the 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 effort that we put into the material had nothing to do with are we going to win or lose the competition. However, we did enter the competition and we entered the competition with, with the intention of being the best. You're right. We didn't care if we won or not, but there was a winning element of no, we're going to kill them. No, no, I'm, I'm we're going to shut gonna, it down. To shut it back. down, to shut <laughs> it down means like you gotta. No, check this out. There was no prize, it was a talent show, it was not a talent competition. There was no prize per se, but we all know. It was like when we battled back in the day. Like, yeah. yeah, there's no prize, but you're stepping into a competitive ring. You're battling. You're not like, yeah. I just want to get in a cypher and we I mean, all just rap. Like, listen, no, you're you got rapping me. like, I'm, 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 I got to be give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. You got me on this. Like, it, it's not like I've never had a competitive bone in my body, right? Hip hop is competitive in and of itself, by nature, right? By, nature, by yeah. nature. But how do you rise to the top of hip hop is almost you got to not give a damn about nobody's skills. You got to not give a damn about what nobody is doing. If you focus your energy on how you're going to beat so-and-so, they already got you. Andre Benjamin, Andre 3000 was never competing with anybody. <clears throat> Agreed. He wasn't even thinking about nobody else. Agreed. Everybody tried to bring competition to him, but he just, he killed it because he wasn't focusing on that. And so that's the reason why I'm not interested in combat sports. I'm interested in becoming better at myself, mastering myself. So like when people talk to me, like, how are you a master? Like, how did you become a master? Like, I'm like, uh, <laughs> that's, that's how it comes off all the time. And I'm like, well, see, the honest truth is a master? it was, it was totally unceremonious, right? Right. It was just like you're it, you're often the guy. Is. Often is. Right? Yeah. But but I look at Master Sheldon as a working title. It's mastering Sheldon. I tell my students uh. that. Like I'm trying to get better at me every single day. I don't I don't I don't care if I'm as good as so and so or such and such. I just want to be better than Sheldon yesterday. I I hear you. I hear you. I hear you in in your Chan Wu Yi. I hear you. I'm just right. saying, I feel like I feel like that it's tough for any person to not find themselves in moments of accessing that competitive nature. So even if it were you are training with someone else, some new person, you down here training with somebody in the team, they've mastered something that they're teaching you. 
And mm-hmm. now there's a part of you that's like, man, I remember last time when we got together, I was beyond this person in this. No diss mm-hmm. to them. It's just where you were. Now mm-hmm. they've excelled. I feel mm-hmm. like I need to not. I'm also trying to better me, but that person is a marker almost like I got to get to that. So I'm saying even in that, there's some level. Of, well, the reason I brought up skateboard and I'm like, yes, when you're trying to figure out your first Ollie. Yeah, it's just trying to get better and better and better. Mm-hmm. But when somebody comes through and, and, and they go, you know, down the rail and you ain't been able to do that. Now it's like, ah, I got to get what he I got to do what he did. Like yeah, but 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 think of, think about this. Let's 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 frame this right. There's inspiration. Mm-hmm. I take inspiration. Like you inspire me, other people inspire me. It makes me want to do better. But it's not because I want to be better than you. I just want to be better, hmm. right? Now, okay. if I gain more skill than you at a certain point, you know, great. You know what I mean? That's awesome. But I didn't do it for that. Right. I get that. You know what I mean? That wasn't the reason. It's the same thing with music. Like I didn't get better at music to beat the people who taught me how to do some stuff. When some I've I've had one of my main mentors in music hmm. tell me recently, you passed me. He said, You passed me. And I was like, wow, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. like, like I felt something from it. Like, wow. But I didn't feel like, yeah, you know what I mean? I didn't feel that. I felt like, wow, he acknowledged my my skill and that I took this far. When I was practicing, I wasn't practicing the best this person. Right, now, once again, I'm not going to act like 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 there's no competitive nature in me. and there It's there somewhere. I mean, it exists. You know, like if somebody will, will bring up competitive nature in me, if somebody says, you can't do that. Hmm. You ain't got blah, blah, blah. That would make they, you, but if they just said you're not as good as that wouldn't do anything. No, because I don't care about whatever somebody is doing. You gotcha, know what I mean? Gotcha. I, like, I don't that. care. I respect that. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I I think I like to be inspired. So like when we did that when we did that talent show, because one was a competition, I was inspired by two things. I was inspired about what I wanted to do. And I was inspired by who I was collaborating with, right? I'm more collaborative than comp- competitive. I get that. So I'm always trying to think about not how I can get the biggest bag, but how can I get my team to get that? You gotcha. know? I've always gotcha. been somebody who could hold everything down by myself. I can do everything by myself, but I like working with teams. I like building community. And so that to me and is hold more... on, hold on. And teams, the 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 app, don't try to cut that and use it like he means he loves working with the team's platform and sending messages, collaborating with other that's not what he meant. That's not what I meant. That's not what he meant. Even though I do use teams, but that's not what I meant. You know these people, man. They be listening and they they, they steal stuff. But Microsoft, <laughs> if you want to sponsor this show, you can. <laughs> We're just letting you know. Right. And you we got to talk about collaboration. Don't take it. That's, right. that's my point. Just don't take it. Yeah. You can collaborate with us. Speaking of Microsoft, real quick. Yes. My guy, uh, South Central Conservative, put out um, a post about, or actually a whole video about Bill Gates mm-hmm. and his scientifically engineered mosquitoes. 
Mm. I'm just gonna ask, do you have any any take on this? We ain't gotta go deep into it. We ain't gotta go uh, deep into it. Um well we can just talk about the, the subject of genetic engineering mm -hmm. and how okay. it's problematic because as human beings, we rarely have the foresight to stop our calamities from happening because of our actions. You know, we kind of don't do that. And the thing is, human beings are psychic enough to know what's going to happen, but mm. they can't stop themselves. We have the sci-fi. Mm. We've written the sci-fi about this even before genetic engineering was a possibility. That's a fact. But we can't stop ourselves. I mean, we're, we're in this with AI, too. We've been yeah. writing about AI for a long time and how it's problematic, but we keep marching towards our own destruction. So, you know, I'm probably, uh, I don't know what your friend's position is, um, but um, I'm, I'm imagining we might have certain things in common with our perspectives on, you know, that. All right, because I know that was my fault. I shouldn't have even brought that up because I know that can be a long, long road. Let's get back. You said Sifu. I've been hearing Sifu since the first Kung Fu Panda, and I have no idea what it means. So when I heard Master Sifu in the show, I was just like, oh, okay, that's just his name. But then you said Sifu a couple of times. I'm like, oh, no, that's not just some name they created. That actually is a term. So please, yeah. can you, what is okay, it? Okay, so... I got to break down. There's two different languages that utilize this term and they say it differently. Cantonese yeah. says Sifu, right? So our first in America, a lot of our first interactions with Chinese people were coming from Canton and Hong Kong, you know, these, these uh, Southern China areas. So the Cantonese language says Sifu basically means skilled person huh. in Mandarin in mainland China. They say shrewful. Hmm. So it's the same term. It's just two different dialects saying different the same dialect. word. So in America, like people might call me Sifu, Sifu Sheldon, right? Because, you know, and I studied, I studied Southern uh, Shaolin also. So, um, so in my Southern style, we spoke Cantonese. In my Northern style, we speak Mandarin. Huh. Right? So. It means skilled oh. person, but a sure a sure yeah. fool is not like anybody with skill. I mean, like it doesn't have to be martial arts. A that sure was my next question. Your, yeah, 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 it could be a taxi driver. Got it. Just skilled person. Skilled person. And kung fu yeah. does not mean martial arts. Wushu means martial arts. Kung fu means hard work and skill work. through time and effort. That's what it means. Kung fu, and that is the martial art that you study. Yes. And and out of all the martial arts. What got you to Kung Fu? What what didn't make you go Karate? What didn't make you go the way of no way? What made you go Kung Fu? Um, well, Kung Fu found me. First of all, I've always been a big fan of martial arts. The first time I saw Bruce Lee and the first yeah. time I saw Jackie Chan in those old Kung Fu movies, I was in. I was like, it doesn't even have to be real to me. I just want to move like that. You know what I mean? I just want to do that because that right. looks amazing that looks fun that looks incredible i want to be yeah. able to make my body do that when i first saw gymnastics it was the same thing i wanted to do that i wanted my body to be able to do that so it wasn't you know i saw skateboarding i was like i want my body to do that thing 
You know what I mean? All so right. there's certain things that I was attracted to. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, Kung Fu, I was in high school and I didn't, you know, my brother practiced a martial art. He practiced uh, Kuk So Wan, which is a, um, a Korean style. Hmm. Right. And it's a combination of a lot of the different local styles. They put it together um, from all these like the Imperial Guard of of uh, Korea. Now, Korea and China, they shared different borders at different times. And so um, you probably heard of the martial art Tang Sudo. Yep. Which they call it karate, but it's really a Korean martial art. And what it literally means is the way of the Chinese hand. <laughs> Right, because Tong is the the, the dynasty of of China. Su or Shu is hand, and yeah. Do is, or Dao is the way. Wow! Right, right. That's, so that's respect. Yeah, that's and respect. so this is another reason why when you practice these arts, you need to study the language too. Yeah, because this is how you start to start to break down and understand what you're what you're doing, what you're working with, and also like some of the cultural context that's behind some of the stuff. So, yeah. you know, once again, no competition. I, pr I obviously uh, practice Mandarin. Um, I'm not good, but I'm practicing through time and effort. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I practice yeah. Chinese every day. At least I do one lesson a day, at least the one. It doesn't matter how long it is. Right. You know, just, I just, just do one. Stay in it. Yeah. Yeah. I just need to stay consistent with it and then let it like get into me. Kung Fu is the same way. And Kung Fu, like I said, means hard work and skill through time and effort. You put in the time, you put in the effort, the result is going to be skill at whatever it is that you're putting it into. So Kung Fu is something you can apply to life. It's not something that yeah. it's not a style because right. when, we, when we talk about and also they pronounce it differently in China. They say Kung Fu. Gong fu. Right. Gong fu. So gong means work. Right? Does that make sense? So yeah. I also study an art that's a part of what I do. That's part of Chan Wu Yi called Qi Gong. Some people pronounce it Qi Gong or Kwai Gong or whatever. But like <laughs> Qi is like energy yeah. and gong is work. So you can kind of. That's fire. Yeah. That's fire. So it's about that work. Let's get this work. Martial right. arts has martial arts is is is, is an introspective journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that then produces external results. I guess right. and internal as well. Yeah, both. And and that and so the other difference. So so karate, for instance, a um, lot of respect for karate. If you understand what karate means. So karate is the Japanese term that got put on to an Okinawan martial art. The Okinawans considered themselves more Chinese before they got um, assimilated into Japanese culture, right? And so their original art was called Todi, and it also meant Chinese hand. So all roads lead back to China is what you're saying. Uh, all Asian martial arts have a connection to China and the Shaolin Temple. Okay. However, However, all those arts have a connection to India. Oh, okay. All those arts more. have a connection to Africa. Ah, Africa. no. I, I had a feeling. I mean, you got to understand I that the first that fight. All roads lead to the motherland. I should have said that. 
I don't know why I even stopped. I should have known that the story continued. Talk. Yeah. So 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 really, these are branches of something of, of humanity. Right. These are branches of humanity. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, where was the first uh, bow and arrow developed? Where was the first spear developed? Where was the first sword developed? Where were the first musical instruments developed? And I'm not talking about just the drum. I'm talking about the lute and I'm talking about horns and you know what I mean? All of these things. Like you got to understand that they had armies. They had standing armies. Yeah. Martial arts is the war art. People have been practicing war for a long time before it ever left the Fertile Crescent. This is true. Right? Before it ever true. left the Fertile Crescent. So by the time it gets over here, this has already been developed. So these are different cultural approaches to the same thing. Right? When we're talking about martial arts and even style, that really has to do with a cultural approach. Right? So the Russians have their cultural approach to combat and war. The Chinese have their cultural approach to it. The Americans have their cultural approach to it. Everybody has their cultural approach to the same thing, right? So, you know, that's just kind of how it is. So why did I, why was I attracted to it? I was attracted to, I like, I did like the way that their flavor of it. I like yeah. their fluidity of mo movement. I like that it felt very, um, I don't want to say effortless, but it, but it seemed to make sense to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I watched the way that they moved. So, um, so yeah, so, um, so that's, that's the reason why I got attracted to Kung Fu, but I will say this. Um, I've studied other martial arts too, you know, um, and I practice, I have a lot of friends that are masters of other things. So we exchange, I have jujitsu friends. I have taijitsu. I, I got a, I, I did a little taijitsu myself. So speaking of jujitsu in the mm -hmm. uh, in the chat, my man Roger Drake's just asked, um, was jujitsu in that circle? So wh where does jujitsu fall in in that um, cultural placement that you just talked about from China to India to Africa? Where? Well, so you got to understand the Japanese culture mm -hmm. has a lot of influence from Chinese culture. Right. Their buildings, their writing, their food. Right. Yeah. Right. Because they were getting resources. And also there's some different groups of people that occupy the territory of Japan. There mm -hmm. are the people that there's like an indigenous group of folks. And then there's folks that moved over from China and then blended in. I mean, you can see the same yeah. thing in Taiwan. Of course. Right. There's the actual Taiwanese people, and then there's the Chinese people who went over and then took over the land. It's just like the United States is very different now when there used to be indigenous folks here, and then you got all these other people, and then there's mixtures and stuff like that. So there's a lot of cultural exchange that's happened between China and Japan. It's martial arts included. Um, uh, in, um, in Chinese, we call what jujitsu is, we call it chinna. Uh, uh huh. It means to seize and to hold, to grab. It's it, like we relate it to like joint locking and things like that of yep, that nature. Yep, makes sense. 
right? Um, and so you can understand why it would make sense to fight like that in um, Japan. Because if you're fighting a soldier who's armored, the only place that you could take them out is their joints, right? Because that's where they need articulation. Yeah, so, right, you might not be able to and get the to their armor and, and the eyes. eyes. Well, you can, well, they have those masks on, right? But like you can break their arm because you can articulate the joints in the armor. So a lot of the fighting really just came from war. Right. And so when we start back, talking we're about back to martial arts. Right. So martial when we start talking war. about like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, for instance, right? So mm. that's because so many Japanese people have moved to Brazil and they were really influencing Brazilian culture and they were sharing their stuff to them. But this is the thing that people don't know is the thing that was shared with the Brazilians was not jujitsu. Hmm. It was judo. Now, okay, hold on, hold on. Because I've watched judo and mm -hmm. I've watched Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And it's one different. Th there are very very different. Very different. Mm -hmm. And but I'm saying that to say the 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 use of of the other person's weight and leverage and whatnot that you see a lot in judo. Is very different than the approach than the the ground approach that you see in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is very much about you know holes and locks and chokes and everything else. Right. So, 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 so why am I not seeing that similarity in someone calling it Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but actually I'm seeing judo? Okay. So the first thing that we have to understand is. Jiu-Jitsu came first, then right. Judo is an offshoot of Jiu-Jitsu, right? What Judo means is the gentle way. It was a way that I can continue to practice without breaking you totally off. Huh. <laughs> Does that make sense? And huh. so when you create rules, this is where we get in the root of combat sports. I created rules so that I don't kill you in the process and that you can fight again. Right? I mean, it's not so gentle. But I do get it because right. what you're saying is like, yeah, I threw you. Yeah, all of my body weight landed on you as you hit the ground almost simultaneously. However, all your arms and, and your legs, everything works. So right. I when didn't you do get up, you, you can. Right. You right. know what I mean? I didn't I didn't do that. <laughs> I, I, I you the land safely. Way. You're going to get up. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're going to get up, and it's going to be all good. The next time I see somebody do a gentle throw, I mean a judo throw, that's what I'm going to think. Like, oh, they're being so gentle. Look right. at them. And even think about, so so, so the person that um, created judo yeah. went to Brazil and trained the Brazilians in what he was doing at that time. It might be wildly different than what we look at judo today. It might mm -hmm. have more of the jujitsu in it. It kind of morphed and yeah, like a lot of martial arts do. Right. And also you got to understand what the Brazilians might have done with it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's why I they could... call it Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because it's their, it's their take. Their it's their expression take. of it. Right. Right. It's you almost like I mean? the way you're explaining it is almost like language. It's exactly like, language. It's, it's actually it's like language. Like as it goes to another country another culture then that those people they take it but then they have their expression they have their tone they have their uh inflections they so it starts to sound different 
but it kind of core it'll core back to the same place. Yes, actually, I had a Chinese teacher who knew how to speak ancient Chinese. And because of that, it gave him access to African languages and Arabic languages, uh, and even some of the Hawaiian language. And he was able through language to tell me where people went and what they did. And all. he knew more about history. He was more like a historian. Chinese dude. Wow. Wow. He was breaking all this stuff down to me. Wow. Told me what the word Mandarin meant. And I was just like, wow. No, it's, I don't even think most times when I talk to Chinese people about the word what Mandarin means, they're like, huh? Really? <laughs> you know so, what I mean? so it's not, it doesn't mean orange is what you're saying. It doesn't mean me. orange. No. Okay. So okay. man okay. is I was for I was the Manchurians. Okay. Da means big, right? So these okay. are the big people from the north. Yurin means person. Huh. Right? So it's the big northern people. It's yeah. And and who we wouldn't have known that it's actually broken down that way. Right. Like you we hear it as one word, so we assume it's we don't look at it like there's a combination of words in there. And then that is interesting how things, when they make their way to other cultures, how they get appropriated in other ways. So like now we knowing that that's what they, that's what it means. Like these big people from the North. And then you think Mandarin oranges and you're asking yourself, how in the world did that make its way to the name of a species of orange? The same way that, that, that we say chai tea. And as you already know, Chai means tea. So it's like, when did, how did we take it and turn it into TT? Right. And then you can also see the influence of India on China. What do they call uh, tea in China? Cha. Hmm. Don't it sound similar to chai? Yeah, right there. You know what I mean? Right there. Um, It's funny because when you go to China and you you go to McDonald's and you order a hamburger, like ham bao bao. (laughs) <laughs> Ham bow bow. <laughs> you you go to you go to Subway to get a sandwich, Samming Jur. <laughs> no, Ham bow bow is the one, bro. Ham bow bow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, you can't tell me somebody's not gonna be listening to this and 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 for fun go to a spot tomorrow and say, I, I need a ham bow bow. Yeah, hand bow bow. Because bow, bow. bow is bread. Yeah, and the uh, the hand is it sounds like, like a, a Chinese word. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> they put it together. All right. So I've known you a long time, obviously, and uh, people can't tell. And I know that you've been studying martial arts for a very long time. So mm-hmm. me looking at you as a martial arts um, practitioner. It, 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 it makes sense because I know you, but right. I'm pretty sure you get a lot of people that are looking at you like, because they don't know the history, like you're a black guy and you're telling me you're like some Shaolin. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I Sure. Whatever you want to be like Dr. Dre. Got it. We'll, we'll just accept it. So <laughs> how, how has that affected you? Actually, I want to know how to. I want to hear about how it affects you both in the West and in the East, because I would assume there's something that you might have dealt with on both sides, being a black guy who is practicing kung fu and ascending the way that you are, 
looking for looking for and receiving the respect that you receive there had to be some entities or people that received you a certain way or kind of gave you some pushback or anything like that so the people that have given any pushback are so minimal they're like they're like they don't matter you know what i mean like they don't like they don't hold any weight like i mean even in the grand scheme of things like there's a picture of me with all the shaolin monks the abbot included the abbot is in the middle hold on everybody listening who is the abbot oh the abbot of shaolin is not rizza (laughs) <laughs> the Shaolin, the abbot of Shaolin is Yong Shin, sure Yong Shin. And so he he represents what though? He's like the head of all. He's he's the he's, he's the, the head of the Shaolin Temple. He's the head of the Shaolin Temple. Temple. That's the abbot. He's a current head of the Shaolin Temple. Yes. And so the abbot is the person of a temple who kind of keeps things in order. You know, I'm technically like. In my school, I, I run things. I go by executive director. I'm not calling myself an abbot, but you know what I mean? Right. But yeah, they're the person that kind of runs the spiritual life of the temple that they run. Okay. Does okay. that make sense? Yep. So uh, the current abbot, I'm in a picture with him and all the monks of this time, right? I'm the only black face in there. Huh. But nobody's looking at me sideways. You know what I mean? They were like, he's here. He's wearing his robes. He must be here for a reason. Yep. As as I had like, to get like the military. Like if, if I approach you and I got certain stripes, hey, just mm-hmm. <laughs> salute. Yeah. Salute, and I was know? brought there by a prominent Shaolin monk hmm. who was I was training under at the time, who's my Kung Fu brother. He brought oh, me. Oh my gosh, the video that just popped in my head that will never exists but it will be the greatest shaolin sheldon video ever is you remember when president obama would be in places and they would show the difference of him shaking hands with other white politicians or white people and then he'd get to the black guy and it was like hey like i would love to see you with all the monks and the abbot in the back Walking through, and as he's walking through, he has his whatever they do to salute all the other people, and then he gets to Shaolin Sheldon, and he's like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious! That would be love hilarious. it. I would love it. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. Um. So, um. So, I mean, when I go to China, like it's kind of weird because, um, because it's kind of like being a celebrity." Because I'm walking around there black, like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like people come up to me and take pictures with me and hand me their babies <laughs> to take pictures with. I got all these pictures of me with like like just random people that just want to take a picture. Sometimes I'd be like, I would just preempt them, let's take a picture. So yeah. you know what I mean? So you know, cool. so That's and cool. then when I like that was just the first time I went to, to China. I didn't even go to the Shaolin Temple the first time I went. The second time I went, I went to the Shaolin Temple and it was the same type of thing, you know. Um, so, you know, it's it's interesting. It gets a little tiring, you know, after a while because. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, I can imagine a celebrity here would get tired of taking pictures and signing autographs and stuff, you know. Yeah. And so you talked a lot about the the Eastern culture experience of it. But what is what has it been like in Oakland? Because I know that's got to be a little different. Hmm. Um, uh, I mean, 
I have gotten respect in the culture because I love the people, hmm. right? I love the people. Um, I think like when we talk about the difference between cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation, it has to do with love. And so when I'm appropriating, I'm competing with you. I'm saying uh, I'm better than you at your own shit. That's yeah. the energy of it. Yeah. When I'm um, appreciating, I'm collaborating with you on the culture. Gotcha. You see, it's a different spirit. It feels different. Definitely. You know what I mean? And Definitely. so that's the reason, like a lot of people who are yelling cultural appropriation, they don't know what it is. They just hear the term. Like a lot of times when we see our, our cultural, our culture appropriated, somebody has not only taken it, but they're benefiting off of it and they've forgotten us. They're saying F you. There's an energy of F you. I don't have that energy towards the Chinese culture. I have, a, I have a feeling of love and respect. And I get that love and respect back. You know that's what I'm saying? Awesome. And so that's really yeah. what it's about. It's about giving the same respect to something. And when other people see it, we respect it too. So like, I'll give you an example of Black people and Black culture. We love music. Mm -hmm. Let's just say there's a white person that wants to play our music. And they're a bomb at it. Hmm. Guess what? We're like, oh, oh, like we're loving it. Like we love it when they do it. Yeah. We don't like it when they come and they say, I'm better than you at your own shit. Then we're like, then we're not feeling you no more. Right. Like immediately we're, we divested. Yeah. We shut so, down. Yeah. So the whole thing is, it's not something that we don't want other people to do our music. That's never a problem. True. The problem is when people rip it from you and they claim ownership over what you've done. Yeah. Because they're competing. Exactly. I don't like I, I'm not I don't, I'm not into competition. It's like we're not competing for culture. We share culture. We collaborate with culture. We build culture. Hip hop is a collaboration. Yes, it was created by black folks. But we've been collaborating with everybody else on it this whole time. Yeah. And we've been sharing it. And yeah. so like like, I don't think it's also cool to hoard things. I, don't get me wrong. It's not like I don't think certain things are not for, like, the cultures that they created in because there's a context for certain things, right? And a lot of people take cultures and they don't also want to learn about it. That's the other part. So for me, it's like, if you don't love the culture and the people, don't do their art. Don't eat their food. Don't do it. Good point. You know That's a good I mean? point. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah. Just just completely be divorced from it. But if you love anything, you got to love the people. Right? Even if you have a hard a relationship. It's like loving a family member that, you know, they don't always make the right choices, but you still love them because they're family. And True. see, for me, I think of humanity as my family. Uh, yes, some of my family look different than me. And even in my own family, I got family members on the complete, all through the spectrum. So... You know, I love them. That's who I love. And I think yeah. that's, it's just really basic respect, man. Yeah. You know. So, so what you're saying is you're a Democrat. That's, that's, that's what you're saying. I'm definitely not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> take, take, somebody always got to take, take a beautiful expression that you made and then shrink it down <laughs> into something. <laughs> So I'm gonna tell I'm a little I'm gonna tell a little story. 
every single time that the Shaolin Temple was destroyed, you know why it was destroyed? Why? Because they got involved in politics. Mm, interesting. Interesting. I'm uninterested in, in that, just like I'm uninterested in, in competition. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't have to, like, make decisions around this stuff. Obviously, I right. do. But, like, like there's certain places that it don't mean nothing to me. You know? Yeah. It's just it's just talking. It's just like, yeah. you know, like, you know, my whole thing is actions. Like, I don't really, I don't really care. And so the other thing, too, is I think it's important to understand what your own interests are. You know? And, and really work with that know what they are don't be even ambiguous about it what is what is my interest is this affecting me negatively is this affecting me positively or i don't even i really don't even use those terms positive and negative i'm only using them because people understand them. yeah um because when we start talking about yin and yang that stuff starts not mattering hmm. um but uh but that's another conversation we'll save that for agreed agreed all right so um a lot of your martial arts conversation bears a lot of close connection to um, the, the the Chinese way or the Japanese way or something there. But then you've talked about um, people studying these words and studying these arts and that there's a lineage that trails all the way back to Africa. Mm -hmm. I would like to hear about, if you know, if you've already studied this, some of the things in Africa that some of the martial arts in Africa that maybe we don't know about some of the, uh, who's the abbot there? Who, who's the, who are the monks there? Who were the monks back then? You know what I mean? Like what is, what is, what was their interpretation or expression of their martial art? Or is it what we already know? Is it just like, you know, the, the Zulu tribe and, you know, more of a tribal thing back then? Well, see, it's funny because I don't even understand what people mean by when they say tribe, because everything's a tribe. Right. America's a tribe. You know, Russia's a tribe. China's a tribe. This is a big ass tribe. So I don't I don't know what denotes the size of a tribe. You know what I mean? Right. Um, uh, you know, I think sometimes they use the word tribe to um, to demean somebody, to, to lower them. You're yeah. a tribe. We're a country. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, yeah. like you know what I mean? Pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? So, yeah, like, yeah. so, um, I mean, you got to understand that there was like armies that practiced martial arts. All right. Look at Mali. Mali had ships. They were going around the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, Kemet, Nubia had an army. Kemet, yep. Mm -hmm. Kemet had an army, but Nubia mm -hmm. came first. The religion, the um, the martial arts, the science, the philosophy that made its way to Kemet, right? And so, but do they? Did they have? So, so is it? Were they naming the arts, or were they just doing the arts? And later on, it started to get these names. And I'm saying that because I think I a mean, lot of people listening probably are like, they didn't even, they, they might know that they were in combat, but when we think martial arts, a lot of us just connected directly back and only to Asia. And we know the jujitsu, the karates, the taekwondos, like we know all these names, but we don't even have a name to even, if, if someone wanted to research 
Well, what did I mean, they study? What did there, they? There's plenty, there's plenty of them. There's so many. I mean, first of all, like there's there's one thing about the African systems uh-huh. is that they were really their military systems. What are we doing over here? We made everything a civilian sport. They're not military anymore. Do you know what I mean? So if you want to look at it, you have to look at the armies of these cultures. Like you're not going to look at, you can't look at like some, you know, some style. It's like, no, look at Mali and look at their army and what did they do and how did they train? What did the combatant army, what did they do? What were their weapons? How did they train? What did Nubia? What was their weapons? How did they train? That's what you have to look at. You can't look at like. Gotcha. You're saying back then it wasn't like they, you go and take a class around no. the corner right next to Jamba Juice. <laughs> right. <know> <laughs> and once again, like I say, like I do Kung Fu, but Kung Fu is not really a style. The style of Kung Fu that I do is Shaolin. Right. Hmm. And, and, and you know what I mean? So like, like these are also like areas, but the way that I look at Kung Fu, even through the lens of Shaolin, because Shaolin is a mixed martial art, meaning that warlords would take refuge in the temple and they would teach the monks what they learned to defend themselves, right? Yeah. Monks would leave the temple and go to different lands. They go to Korea, they go to Thailand, they go to wherever. They learn the stuff from the local people and they bring it back to the temple, right? Wow. This is these. This is about trade. Like if we really want to talk about the martial arts, including Africa, you have to talk about trade. You have to talk about the Silk Road. The Silk Road went all the way to Africa. That's the reason why the the Chinese got the dyes and the rice, right? That's why the Indians got henna, right? Like, well, that was trade. So not only if you're a trader, what do you also have to be proficient at? Martial arts, because people are gonna try to rob you. Hmm. Does that make sense? So. Anybody who had the power to trade could yeah. fight. You never think about it like that. That's crazy. I mean, it makes sense because it's, you know, not literally the West, but if it probably was like the wild, wild West back then. You know, you are crossing different territories with goods and products. So it's like, I agree. You got to be able to some way. Um, even if it's not protecting yourself to protect the goods, because right. that that that's probably your livelihood, or it might be your livelihood literally. Because if you go back with nothing for these goods, some king might have your head. So right, I mean, think we live in the West Coast. What's what's one of the larger banks over here? What's it called? Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. What is what is what is their their little logo? It's a stagecoach. Stagecoach, yeah. And what do they have to have on that stagecoach? Weapons. Weapons. They had to have guns. The the Brinks man still got a gun. <laughs> Brinks man still getting hit. Right here in Oakland all the time. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? If you yeah. want to if you want to sell weed out here. When they trade, because they make you, they make you trade in cash. When you go send your cash to the place it needs to be, you better have an armored team. Hmm. You can't trade if you can't fight. Hmm. You don't have a country if you can't fight. So the core of martial arts makes sense that it 
is the a, a war art. Marshall is war. And so all of this stemmed from some of the first soldiers who fought for whatever their reasons were for their country, for their territory, for their resources, for their lives. Yeah. And slowly or rapidly that branched out into different places. It sounds like we as Americans generally have a misconception of the origins because the way that martial arts was brought to us was very much based in Asian culture. Yes, and Chinese culture. And also in the culture of combat sports. Right. Right? Blood sport. You know. Um, You know what I mean? So it's a completely different thing. And I think that that's kind of why I'm saying that the approach that I'm talking about is wildly different. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with combat sports. I like combat sports. They're fun. They're basically, they're a great way to test out your martial skills like they are. Um, But um, for me, they're not longevity arts. You got a shelf life that you can do that, right? For me, I'll be able to practice Qigong and Tai Chi until I'm dead. You know what I mean? And so I have an aspect of my art that's going to grow with me. Yes, there's certain things that I don't even do at this age anymore that I used to do when I was young. You know, there's and things. I, I mean, I think that's great. I, I think it, if you hear me pushing you towards competition, I'm just trying to get us paid, bro. Don't, you know, don't. Yeah, don't, but then don't, I'm going to be like twitching. I'm like, I'm paid. <laughs> I'm paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to get concussed to get money. You know that's what I mean? A fact. That's a fact. We were just talking about, um, Stop interviewing these boxers expecting an intellectual conversation because they'll inter- they won't interview a boxer or a, or a, a mixed martial art MMA fighter and just ask them something like, you know, how did it feel to win? Uh, did did you have to work hard in training for for this fight? Like things like that. They'll say when we noticed in the second. Did I lose you? No, I'm still here. Okay. Started, on my side. Switching. On my side. I, I, I was you. like, did you did you did you did you fight for the bag? Did you <laughs> <laughs> that's what did it? I got the bag though. <laughs> but but they'll ask him, you know, in the second round, we noticed you made an adjustment. Uh he kept slipping your you, you know, you, you, he kept slipping your punches and you switched from orthodox to the so why'd you make that change and start going for and they're like, uh yeah, um, it was it was um, it was hard. It was a fight. It was a hard fight, and and I have a great team. And the team, my team, it was a hard fight. I'm just happy that he took the fight, and I'm happy for the win. It's like they they won't even touch on it. It's like why are you asking them this? They don't. They get hit in the head. Yeah, they can hit in head a lot. That's why I have so much respect for um, combat sports fighters. Right. Right. Because they're, they're ta- yeah, they're taking a lot of punishment for our entertainment. And somebody, I heard somebody say it best. And, and I had to humble myself and realize, oh, I'm that person. They said, everybody wants to be a fighter. Nobody wants to be in a fight. There you go. That, listen, I'm going to say this. I was about, like, I'm going to say this about combat sports, too. 
is most people, the, the people that actually do combat sports are very rare. A lot of yeah. people train combat sports, but they never do it. If right. you go to any MMA gym right now, there are right. a bunch of people in there that don't want to fight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And and if you're if you're a um if you're an MMA teacher and you start giving your students the business, guess what's gonna happen to your business? That's a fact. Right. So That's everybody knows down the drain. Yeah. So so a lot of times a lot of people have tried to knock karate, tried to knock kung fu, tried to knock blah 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 because they study whatever the thing is that they study. Yeah. But every business person has figured out if I actually start teaching you real martial arts. I'm going to lose my school. Uh. Right. So then we start teaching all around it. So I got friends that work at um, at MMA gyms that are really just kickbox instructors. They're good at what they do. They're hitting the bag and they're good at hitting the bag, but they're not teaching MMA. And most gotcha. people don't really want to do it. They want to say they do it. They want to say they do it. They're trying and to stay also, profitable. And also, why is jiu-jitsu work so well? is because you can roll all day, right? Like you can roll all day and when somebody takes you to a point of no return, right? That that's what you do, right? So you can right. you can stop the fight and, you know, start over and reset. That's why it's right. a combat sport. There's rules. Right. But but however, if somebody did that move to you on the street, they're going to do it when you t they're going to break you. Right. There's right. no tapping out there. There's no tapping. You're losing this limb. Right. And then the other thing that happens is if I'm if I'm going to a jujitsu school and I'm training to take somebody to the ground and I'm going with them, I'm not just putting them on the ground and leaving them there or maybe pummeling them on the ground. I'm going to go to the ground with them. Have you ever like wrestled on the ground in the concrete? No, I've wrestled. I've wrestled on the ground, not concrete. I, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. no fun. It's no, it's no picnic. Right. And that's where the fights are going to happen. They're going to happen right. on the concrete. Right. So okay. you're not going to want to be scrimping and snaking around on the ground there. Right. So people that practice real jujitsu, they're going to want to end that fight. They're not going to want to have it go rounds. That's the reason why um, MMA fights have rules so they can go longer because then you're going to get your money's worth. That's the that's that's reason why it's different. And so yeah, when somebody true. practices jiu-jitsu karate kung fu whatever it is that they practice and they practice it for practical applications they're practicing it to kill you they're not practicing it to compete they're not practicing it for you to tap now when they're practicing it they have to do it safely so they're going to allow you to say i've had enough right because right. you have to practice it safely but there is a difference between practicing to compete in the win and practicing to stay alive. It's yeah. completely different. You're going to do completely different things. And this stuff has been proven. And the MMA people know this at this point. And that's why everybody's changing their tune. There was a time when it was like, oh, the only way to know that you can really fight is if you do MMA. And then they put these MMA dudes against these Marines. They had nothing. They couldn't do nothing. What? How do yeah. I do this? I got to look this it's up. On the internet, it's all on YouTube. You can go watch this. They put MMA. Do you remember remember any specific person, or is it just no I, name? I, yeah, guy. I don't know. Gotcha. You know, but and vice versa. They they've had these kind of MMA kind of guys. There's this, this group of folks I really like them. They're all these martial arts that I watch. Um, 
uh, who is it? It's this guy who used to study Aikido and he felt like it was not really working. So he started, he quit and started studying all these combat um, sports arts. Um, there's uh, this dude named Icy Mike. There's uh, Sensei Seth, all these guys. They did this whole thing where they're testing their martial arts against real combat situations. And they had a guy with a knife, a fake knife, but they're all armored up. That's the only issue with it. But, of course, there's the only way for them to do it safely. And, right. you know, everybody got stabbed. Nobody survived it. It didn't, care. Right. it didn't matter what their skills were. Everybody got some. And that's, wow. the, that's, that's the reality. That's of the it. reality. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. even Icy Mike had knife uh, training. Right. And so that's the other reason why ego isn't going to help us at all. Because even for me, like, I'm not I, like... I know that I can catch one just like anybody else. Like me practicing Shaolin hasn't made me feel like I'm some badass dude. It's humbled me more. I'm like, people are squishy. It's easy to kill them. <laughs> people are squishy. It's easy to kill them. It's not hard to die, man. It's so easy. It's so easy. Oh, I might name this whole episode. People are squishy. It's easy to kill them. That is hilarious. <laughs> People are squishy. Oh, right. so that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love how you said it with such a straight face too. Like, yeah, it's just a matter of fact. I'm like, that is hilarious. That is. Nobody looks at themselves as squishy. No. <laughs> like I talk about squishy's a word I use in my class. Like I, I actually say this. Wow. That's deep. Yeah. That's deep, man. That that that's that's deep. And 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 I kept trying to make a connection as you were talking about the expression of martial arts through the Chinese culture. And what that might have looked like in African culture, but it it makes sense as things grow, especially as any art form grows, which that's pretty much what it is. You have if you tried to look at well, what did what did hip hop look like in Africa since you saying it started in Africa? It's like well, it wouldn't look the same, but maybe it was storytellers that went to uh, different. Um, different towns, different tribes, telling stories, entertaining yeah, and, 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 people. And with think stories. about it like this: like hip hop is an expression of the drum, right? It's percussion, it's syncopation, right. it's timing, right? right? Like much. we're banging on the um on the table at lunch to make that beat. My right. my voice is hitting those beats. It's percussive. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? And so um, and also there was always the 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 person that did the chant or the 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 words, you know, like so like so hip hop itself is something that is a black North American invention. Right. It has its roots in Africa. Right. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you can see the expression. You see the shirt It's like it's this is the. This is the root, and then we have the branches, we have the trunk, we have the branches, then we have the leaves. Like, you know, when we're looking at some of the things, we're looking at the leaves sometimes. Sometimes we're looking at the branches. Sometimes yeah. we're looking at the trunk. Sometimes we're looking at the root, yeah. right? 
they look like the branches and the roots look similar, but there is a difference between the two. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. as it transitions through different cultures, we see different expressions through this whole thing. I mean, look at Korea. Look at black music in Korea. K-pop. I've, I've, n- I've never done that. I've, You've I've never, never looked never, at K-pop? I did not know that K-pop was. I. So answer your question. No. That's I, I don't, funny. I, I don't watch. I don't look at K-pop at all. And I did not know that it was a Korean expression of black music. Really? Not really. I haven't looked at it. Oh my god! Like, like, I, like I haven't it's, at all. It's it, like it, it's actually something that I don't even I don't even want to say it anymore because I just sound like the grumpy old uncle. Yeah, that's black music. <laughs> you see that? that, that, that oh, hold on. Music. Matter of fact, the only time that I can say I do remember either they were winning an award or is BTS a group? Yeah. Okay. So I, I thought I remember the name. So I do remember. It was either an award or a commercial, something. Anyway, I remember a BTS group, but I remember listening to them thinking they sound like a Korean in sync. They sound like Dirty Pop. They right. Don't, they don't what, sound what, like... what was in sync and what was New Kids on the Block? What, what were they? You don't want to say it, do you? You know what? You know what? I want to say. I want to say it with new kids on the block. I'm having a hard time to say it with NSYNC. What are you talking about? Listen, who produced NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys? I don't know who. Full Force. I did not know that. I thought you were gonna say like Rodney Jerkins or somebody. No, (laughs) they gave them a sound. Yeah, Full Full Force produced NSYNC. Man, yo. I don't know music. I thought I knew music. I thought I've been listening to stuff. Full force. Full force. Produced in sync. Mm-hmm. And the Backstreet Back Boys. Boys. Yes. Now when you say produce, you mean like made the music, or you mean like they they put out the project, like the album was. They made the music. Full. They said, "Sing it like this," just like who 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 made Justin Timberlake sound like he sound. Timberland and, and Pharrell. Pharrell. And they Pharrell. said, sing it like this. I don't just, okay, we're going to have to, this is going to be the first share that we do. We're going to keep talking about it, but I, I don't, because I agree with you, but I got a feeling that there might be some people listening that's like, okay, okay, the, the Shaolin dude is kind of wild. They, right they, like, they, could, they could do their research. It's, it's, it's out there. I mean, and the thing is, it's like these people. first album? Was that? I have no clue. I was like, what was Instinct's first album? I mean, but it, but it, but it's no different than That's the so Beatles. Crazy. The Beatles were influenced by Little Richard, uh-huh. and they'll tell. They say it. They don't like. Well, they definitely hiding. were. They yeah. definitely were. Yeah, yeah, and they were doing their rendition of his music, his style of music. But right. it sounds wildly different because they had a different cultural approach to it. Right. Right. And so the Korean style of music is their cultural approach to black music. Listen to uh local colloquial like listen to korean music before uh-huh. western influence and western influence when it comes to music is probably the most widely um influenced by the north american black people here i don't even think i knew that in sync first uh released songs in 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 the uk before they were a us group 
that makes sense because you can blow up in other places sometimes easier than here. All right, so their first album was called In Sync. I, I, I don't know if this was a uh, uh, the one that they put put out, but I see that In Sync's first album, self titled, this was put out in 1997. Um, and in the production credits, I see Full Force. I, I mean, I see a lot of other names, but I sure. do a lot of names I don't know. Uh, a lot of looks like a lot of European pro- producers, but the the third credited is Full Force, and it's interesting that they're cre- they're credited as a group. I thought I was gonna have to do some research because I don't remember all their names now. I thought it might have been like one of them or two of them. No, the they studio, they made it like as a group. They made a deal that if one of us is working, we're all working. So everybody in full force got paid off of that work, whether they worked on it or not. My mind is blown. Insane. And you know why my mind is blown? Not because I'm like shocked at full force being able to do it. Because full force was, they were incredible. They're so underrated in their contribution to music, especially their contribution to soundtracking. Because they got some of the best songs in films, right? Some of the most memorable moments in, in black films soundtracked by, by um, Full Force. What I'm shocked by is their ability to transcend their production to sound completely different. That didn't feel like Full Force to me. Right, well, see... It, the, it didn't, so, it so didn't the, give me that, that... It didn't give... Full Force has a, a, a vibe, but it didn't give me that. This gave me completely pop, mainstream sound. And so remember when we did my top five and I told you who my top five were, right? Yes. And I told you like the things I liked about them was there are multiple yes, um, different aspects. Yeah. That's the same thing with me. Like that's the reason why I like certain type of people. That's why I even right. study and learn more about them. As a musician, I'm not... Um, Stuck like we started with hip hop. Right. I just released a, a whole meditation album, and I played everything. Right, oh, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yep. so like, but then I'll do jazz, I'll do funk, I'll do soul, I'll do hip hop, I'll do whatever. I'm not limited to one style of thing. And right. a lot of people, the pro- one of the problems with our society, but it's changing, is people try to put you in a box because it makes them feel comfortable. True, but now we have too many people who have broken those boxes wide open. And I can name a bunch of them right now. Um, Childish Gambino, Kanye West, Old Force, right? They, yeah. They've broken these boxes that people try to put them in and they yeah. didn't go for it. They said, you know, Pharrell. And now people are more accepting of this. When, when we were kids, the way that we organized ourselves into groups was not just by ethnicity it was mostly by music hmm. right there was the hip-hop kids and the rocker kids and so there was a point in my development where i really started liking rock music and i felt like am i allowed can i why should i feel that way especially when you think about who created rock and roll you know what I mean? Like, why should I feel that way? And then 
I started making it. I started making electronic music. I, and I had people saying all kinds of things to me about like how I'm not this and I'm not that. And that's not this. And that's not that because that was the box that they were in. That was not the box I was in. Hmm. Right. And I had to break out of it. And it was hard. It was like literally making a cultural shift. It was the same thing that I got into when I started doing Kung Fu and martial arts. If you ask me, you asked me a little bit about what that experience was like. I did have people telling me that I'm not supposed to do it. I've had people tell me that I'm too tall. I've had tell me blah, 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 and all this and all that. And it's so funny. I go to China and I'm in northern China where the Da people are and I can buy pants. <laughs> and I'm like, that was BS. Everything they told me was BS. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. When, once you start traveling around the world, you start seeing stuff like nobody can uh, tell it you. Opens your eyes. It yeah, opens it opens your eyes. eyes. And so you realize I'm not going to be limited by the closed minds of the people around me because yeah. they don't they don't know. They don't know no more than I do. They don't know. That's true. So and then when it comes to the knowledge of self and knowing yourself, nobody. And this is the thing where I talk about becoming the competitive nature that comes up in me is when somebody says you can't do blah, blah, blah. And the realization is, I don't know what I can do. So there's no way that you know what I can do. Hmm. Oh, we, oh, we wrap it now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 we got bars now. Yeah. Drop that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to drop that right there. Fire. That's fire. I don't know what I can do. So there's no way you know what I can do. That's, that's it. That's it. So, so okay. So, words of wisdom, as as we near the end of this episode, um, I know people have gotten a lot from you, and you know, and I told them that they would. I knew they would. I always do when we speak. Tell me some things that you might t tell your students, um, or just some. some ideas about uh, life and self and, and, and perseverance and, and consistency and study, those type of things that can help build uh, a person's character. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it, I'm just going to say this. We do what we value. That's it. You don't do what you don't value. And so if you value growth and development, if you grow, uh, if you value self-mastery, then you're going to put in the time and the effort. When you don't value that, you do other things. So I can't really give anybody advice because I'm going to say your values are going to show what's important to you. Sometimes people want something that their values don't align with. And so they can't make the transition. They can't make the jump. And then they become jealous and competitive because they haven't figured out how to align themselves. Hmm. Does that make sense? They can't yeah. let their head and their values are in completely different things, their body and their values. And so what I teach is I teach about alignment, right? Tai Chi teaches you about alignment. And when there's alignment, there's power. When there's no alignment, there's no power. Right. It's just that simple. Yeah. And so for yeah. me, like, the way that I help myself with it is I, I practice it as an embodiment in my, my Kung Fu Tai Chi Chi Gong. It's an embodiment of the principles of how we walk through life. And so if you can feel it in your body, it's easier to translate that into your actions. 
And so that's the reason why I practice what I practice. And people, you know, if they're interested in doing that, they will. But I don't even try. I don't even try to convince people. You know, I can't get my family members to do this stuff. Hmm. Right. They they don't they don't value it. So I, you know what I mean. So like you know, so they're not yeah. going to do it. And so at the end of the day, is it doesn't matter to me because I value it. So I'm going to make sure I do it. Well, I'll be back to Oakland so I can come and take some classes. And yeah. anybody that's that matter of fact, anybody that's in the Oakland area, in the Bay Area, and driving distance to Oakland, if you want to get proper training, and if you're doing it for the right reasons, do not do not go to Shaolin Sheldon if you're trying to go win a competition. Like let's just no, let, let's just start right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't go talk to Shaolin Sheldon if you saw somebody you know, when, when a certain, certain prize money at a, at a local promotion and you like, man, I can use some bread. Let me go get my skills up. Don't, don't, don't go there. Mm -hmm. But if you want to be able to protect yourself, protect your family, protect the people that you love, feel confident about yourself and your abilities to protect yourself. And, and, and at the base of all of it, like really learn martial arts respect it let it let it find you and find your way through it Shaolin Sheldon is somebody you you may want to go see if you in the area where can they find you um the easiest way to find me um also because you can train with me online and all that kind of stuff so you can like get acquainted with it there's nothing that's gonna be being in person but um but uh my website is thedeeproot.org which is my 501c3 nonprofit that I inherited from the Shaolin monks themselves. I took over the temple and literally um, run this temple in Oakland. Um, another website that you might find me at, a lot of people find me at, is, is shaolinlife.org, which is the Shaolin program that I teach under the Deep Root. We do a lot of different things at Deep Root, so it's not just Kung Fu. Kung Fu is one of the things that we do because we're really getting to the root of things, not just the branches. Um, so, um, we're doing that work. Um, so if you want to get some of that, come check us out. Um, and that's the, that's the best way to hit me up. And, um, you know, if you're, if you, if you value the work, if you want to improve, if you want to change your life and your relationship with yourself and all things around you, then we're here for it. If you don't miss me. There it is. My brother, another great show. Thank you for being here. Yes. Appreciate your time. Can't wait to talk to you again next time. I'm happy we got a chance to let people see another side of you before we talked to, you know, hip hop. We talked, we, we went down a lot of roads before, but I, I knew that they needed to get a full dose of, of the Shaolin. Why does he call him Kung Fu Sheldon? Why does he call him Shaolin Sheldon? They talking about rappers. What, what, is he just a Wu-Tang fan? What is this? Right, right, right. They, they needed to know. And I, yes. I feel like they know now. Yes. I appreciate you, yes. bro. Pod is good. All the time. And all the time. Pod is good. Thank you. This has been episode 10. This is your man, Cashmere, California. We will catch y'all on the next one. Peace out. Peace.